welcome to Guides to the Unknown. I'm Kristen. I'm William. And we're here to scare you, make you stupider, not smarter this week, I think, and have a little fun with it. I don't know. Even if our topics are dumb, uh-huh. they're still learning something, right? It depends on how dumb. Sometimes something is so dumb yeah. that I feel like it detracts from your smartness because then you're going to be at a cocktail party and people are going to be talking about Tolstoy and you're going to be like, you know, there was an episode of Celebrity Ghost Stories where I believe it was Daniel Stern who said, <laughs> and then everybody in the room is going to be like, oh my God. Oh no. It, it, so like, it's like, it's the... like ruining all your references. We're going to be like diluting your smartness because we're giving you a all bunch right. of stupid information. Maybe that's true. Yeah. Maybe it's like the end of uh, Billy Madison where he goes like, we're all stupider for having heard what you just said. Yes. Um, yeah, I believe we have, before we get into the topics for the night, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes we learn about things that aren't quite big enough to be full on topics. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, Kristen, we initiate Bite Size Monster Madness. That's right. Yes. Yes. And I believe you have something that was kind of surprising. Yes. Okay. So I had a certain way I thought this was going to go. I had a Bite Size Monster Madness and I had my main event. As the day was progressing today on shooting, recording day, I was feeling an unease about my topics. I was thinking, man, my topic really sucks. I don't have any time to change it. Like, I guess I'm going to have to be self-deprecating about how this is so boring. How is that going to be fun for anybody? (laughs) All right, you can't win them all, whatever. And then I was thinking about my bite-sized monster madness. I was like, now that's fun. I wish I wasn't leading with that. I wish I was ending with that that hey so i switched the order nice so the bite-sized monster madness for this week for me is about the loch ness monster boom okay unexpected because yeah like you really would think that the loch ness monster would be worthy of a half hour of explanation but no quite boring really um so it is most often mistake like pretty much everybody who has seen the loch ness monster either says that it looks like this thing or people later are like, no, that looks just like this thing from like a picture of the description. It's a seal, a piece of wood, yeah, yeah, an otter. Ripples play into the story of the Loch Ness Monster a lot. Just ripples. Well, like it'll be like a picture of the Loch Ness Monster and then they analyze the picture and the ripple pattern shows that it's either smaller than they thought yeah, it yeah. was. So is somebody trying to pull off a hoax or the ripples suggest that it's something that's being pulled by a boat. One person who saw the Loch Ness Monster said he either thought it was a piece of wood or an upturned boat churning and moving in the sea. Who could imagine such a thing at a lake? Yeah, uh, impossible. It has to be a gigantic dinosaur. There's no other option. So dumb. So um, the first instance of the Loch Ness Monster, at least written down, was in a book in the year 565. Wow. So um, so believers point to this as there being evidence of the huge, you know, uh, cryptid Loch Ness Monster having existed for like hundreds and billions, you know, tons and tons yeah, of years. Yeah. Skeptics just say like, no, maybe things like this are just a common motif and right. things. So it was a book that was about St. Columbo, I believe, and he goes to a town and they said that this guy was mauled by a water beast. So St. Columbo. Is that how he lost his eye? <laughs> Who's the guy that played Columbo? Peter Falk. Peter Falk. Yeah. <laughs> Saint Columbo, and I just gotta ask you a couple questions. <laughs> no, a water beast. I eaten by a water beast. The origin story of Peter Falk. <laughs> Col- yes, 
Um, so yeah, a water beast in the river Ness, mm. which then later goes into Loch Ness. Loch means lake yeah. in Scotland, Scottish. So um, it mauled the guy and dragged him under. And then Saint Columbo sends like his lackey doesn't even go and go himself to like go in a boat to go pursue this thing. And the lackey sees the thing, and Columbo sees from the shore that something's going down. So he's like. I bless you and seal you from hurting this person or whatever. And the Loch Ness monster leaves the guy unharmed, and they say that it was a great miracle performed that day. Oh, wow. the story's kind of fun. Yeah, that's, um, a, that's a very fun story until you realize that the thing was a log, <laughs> right? And maybe the person who was mauled and dragged into the river was murdered. And yeah, back right. in the day, they just said things like that because you couldn't check up on it, or they were going for a swim. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing there. So the famous picture of the Loch Ness Monster that you probably think of when you think of the Loch Ness Monster um, is known as the surgeon picture, uh, which is weird because, the well, I guess he could be a surgeon. It was a gynecologist who took it. I don't know if they are just always surgeons, but maybe back then or something. And at first he didn't want his name attached to it. Um, He just wanted it to be anonymous. And then he later decided that he was fine with that. And um, it is much disputed. Really? Yeah. I mean, basically, all like the Cottingly fairies, people believe that the photograph is fake. Yeah, except it's more boring. Oh. Like basically, everything about the Loch Ness monster number one is that like nothing cool is happening. This monster is just in the water. I mean, there are a couple of times where he went to land, and people say that they saw him. But, like, th- there's nothing sinister happening with the Loch Ness Monster, really. Yeah, most so people just are just like, it's there. Exactly. Right. And almost everything is like, I saw it, and then it being disproven. Um, even things I was like, ooh, this could get interesting. Um, <laughs> there was, in 2011, somebody did some sonar over the Loch Ness to see what was going on, and there was a huge object underneath the boat following it. Algae. <laughs> everything is boring. Yeah. All right. So Fair that enough. is... The Loch Ness Monster. That's really it. That's it. That's the Loch Ness really. Monster. Really? I mean, there are other instances of people seeing it, something boring being disproven. Right. This person saw it, and it was disproven in a boring way. Right. All right. Well, so, yeah. there you go. <laughs> yep. Uh, Nessie, busted. Yeah. Here on Guide to the Unknown. I mean, I'm sure, you know, don't at me. Uh, I'm sure some people love Nessie, but I was like snoozing when I was making these notes. Yeah. Wait till we get to my new story, guys. You're going to love it. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, unfortunately, you're going to have to wait a little bit because yeah. I'm going to go first. And like you, I was having a difficult time coming up with a topic this week. Uh-huh. Um, strangely enough, you are wearing Twin Peaks earrings. Yep. I very recently have been back on a Twin Peaks kick. Mm-hmm. And I, because that show is so uh, sort of aggressively a weird kind of parody of soap operas. Yeah. You're I watching figure, soap operas? Why not look up a bunch of, you know, moments of horror from soap operas? And just kind of present them. And then I felt like that's a little bit like a listicle, like on, you know. So what? If it's sweet, it's sweet. I guess. But I looked it all up and some stuff was cool. There was one, <laughs> there was one what soap was that? opera yeah. where uh, somebody faked someone's death. But what they really did was bury them alive in a coffin. And uh-huh. I'm like, oh, they, so they killed them that way. That's yeah. not really faking your death. That's killing someone. Uh, and it turns out that they had also piped in oxygen and like a speaker so oh. that they could be like, running around ruining this person's life, which is already ruined because people think she's dead. Right. And be telling her about everything that's now going on. Like, I'm dating your boyfriend What now, soap opera was that? I don't know. Look it up. And then I, because mostly I remember that there was a soap opera called Passions. Thank you. I was just trying to look it up. Yes, yeah, Passions like, with Timmy. With Timmy? Wasn't there like, Who's Timmy? I think there was like a little person who, um, acted as like a living doll or like something yeah, really something weird. Like okay. It was like a doll yeah. that came to life. Whatever. Yeah. But, 
you with the Loch Ness monster was me with these haunted soap operas because as I was reading them, I was like, "Oh, I don't care." Yeah, there's a pretty good one where it was a parody of Silence of the Lambs, where somebody was keeping somebody alive in a hole in the ground, uh-huh. and it was like Debbie, with the help of Susie, kept Tiffany underground. Yeah. Later on, Debbie found out that Susie, who had been helping her, was actually her father wearing a wig. It was like <laughs> soap operas are that's crazy. Kind of awesome. Yeah. They are crazy. I remember I watched soap opera. Well, I watched Days of Our Lives for a very short period of time um, when I was like a teenager or a little bit younger because grandma was into Days of Our Lives mm, yeah. and I wanted to get on her level. And the plot of that was that there were twins, one hot twin, one ugly twin. And the hot twin was having the ugly twin carry her baby or something like that. And she was wearing a fake tummy that she wouldn't have to. I don't know. It was really nuts. And the ugly twin was like, they they went so overboard. She was wearing basically like those redneck teeth. And like, yeah, it was so nuts. Like way too big. Yeah. But that's kind of awesome. Yeah, I mean, no, it's amazing. Like an hour a day. Yeah. You do crazy stuff, I guess. You it's just unbelievable. Go, I, go down to Spencer's and get those redneck teeth. Right. Just, yeah. I feel like if I didn't work, I would I would absolutely be able to get sucked into a soap opera. Mm. I, I bet don't I, think I would have the ability. I bet I would. <laughs> Even reading about it for a half hour, I was like, <laughs> I, can't, I could never do this again. So anyway, so here's the journey that I then went on, because it's important to explain okay. why I'm going to talk to you about what I'm going to talk to you about. Tell me how we got here. Okay. After that, I decided let's go like sort of back to the basics in a weird way. I want to learn mm-hmm. where nightmares come from. Oh, okay. We all experience them. What are they? Because I know there are a lot of like theories about where dreams come from, what they mean. Yeah. Uh, part of it is like about like evolution and survival. Everything is. Mm-hmm. So what's up with nightmares? And uh, quickly I realized I was in over my head. Okay. But the etymology of the word nightmare uh, comes from monster Nittenmare. Nittenmare. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a mare, M-A-R-E, ain't just a horse. Okay. Kristen, it's also a little monster that attacks you in the night. A mare. So uh, for what? people that are watching uh, live, we record this every Tuesday night on Facebook.com slash Pod. You can watch the episodes mm-hmm. early if you come join us in the live streams. Uh, or if you're watching on YouTube, uh, you can see this image, which I'm going to describe to you. I've used it before. A woman really? lying in bed. Yeah. I think for I used the it hag for thing? the boogeyman or something. Okay. Uh, a woman lying in bed, seemingly asleep, possibly in despair, with a little monster sitting on her chest. Um, this is a mare. Wow. Uh, it's like a little monkey. Yeah, kind of, a little bit. And so it's supposed to be, uh, previously when I've seen this image, it's been about the idea of sleep paralysis, Uh which is a real thing, that like you don't move when you're asleep. Your body locks down. That's why if you have a dream and you're running away from from a monster, you're not running in bed. Right. But that's also why sometimes when you have that dream where you're running away from a monster and you're running real slow, almost as if you're running through quicksand, Uh it's because your body is locked down. So you're, I've actually never had that. No? Oh, it's horrible. No. It's the worst. Uh, so it's like this well, like, maybe. I don't know. discrepancy between you wanting to get away and being aware on some level of the fact that your legs aren't moving yeah. in real life. So anyway, Ugh. then I was on to mare. But Wikipedia said that a mare is a type of goblin. Okay. So I start thinking, maybe I should go way back. Let's figure out what goblins are before we start getting into subtypes of goblins. So I clicked onto the Wikipedia page for goblin. 
Okay. And it turns out that there are just like a million different types of goblins. I didn't do much research, but I got the gist that it's like kind of like gremlins where there's yeah. just like a million different variations. Right. They have different them. personalities. And here we go. Time for my topic. Because okay. the second I saw this, everything in my life changed directions. <laughs> I saw that goblins are very similar to a type of monster known as a brownie. (laughs) So here we are. And so my topic for the night is brownies. I believe I came across brownies when I was researching gnomes. I don't know anything about them, but it rings a bell to me that I was like brownies. Well, buckle up buckaroo because tonight we're learning about brownies. Now for people who are not watching any video version of this show, Kristen, can you do me a favor oh boy. and describe the one image of a brownie I bothered to look up? <laughs> All right. So it's a little gnome-like person. And I say that because they have a little conical hat on. Um, there is a round body and then a round head that is, I would say, only maybe one third smaller in size than the body with no neck, long spindly nimbly legs, long feet and normal skinny arms. And he's kind of doing like a peace sign yeah. kind of thing. He looks very nice. Yeah. He looks very nice. He looks like quaint. This is very weird. He looks like a Dr. Seuss character. He looks like a who from Whoville wearing kind yeah. of a Santa cap. Yeah. Uh, and he has the face of Tommy pickles, little brother dill. <laughs> so just, you're right. You're not wrong at all. Just hold on to that. So hold on to that image in your mind. Just hold on to that image in your mind. Now, here's what brownies are. Okay. Kristen. Okay. They are mythical Scottish household spirits. Okay. Are they nice? Um, I, I household makes me think that they're like a house elf. I know. And that's why like this, it seems everything <laughs> seems to indicate that they're nice. <laughs> and then periodically I found quotes from people where they're like these devils. <laughs> I'm like, maybe devil had a different meaning. Yeah. It's just like, it's a, you like know, scamp? an inhuman creature. Oh, okay. so, you know what I mean? I don't know. But so anyway, uh, they're very popular in Northern Scotland. Wow. Real Scottish jam. Very. Yeah, I know for sure. Loch Ness huh. and brownies. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite a party. You could put that Scottish jam on your brownies. Maybe uh, now, knowing what, now knowing what your topic is. Get it. Yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> now you. knowing what your topic is, you know what the name of the show is going to be, right? <laughs> So just for the record. Anyway, Thomas. <laughs> that is good. Thomas Cately. You guys will find out soon. <laughs> no idea who he is. I meant to go back and be like, who is he? Uh, described them as a personage of small stature, wrinkled visage, Ugh. covered with short, curly brown hair, oh. and wearing a brown mantle and hood. Damn, that is brown. Brownie, brown, brown. brown. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here's what they do. They inhabit houses and help with tasks around the house. Okay. Like getting rid of spiders. I could so, use a brownie. Like a cat. Yeah. <laughs> like know? a disgusting cat. Yeah. They do not like to be seen. Okay. Traditionally, they only work at night. I gotta tell you, you're really selling me on brownies. And they only work in exchange for small gifts <laughs> of food. They especially enjoy honey. Chocolate. Okay. Butter. <laughs> cream. And, wow. And porridge. Brownies and I have a lot in common. <laughs> Yeah, you and I might be brownies. <laughs> I got to tell you, so far, all of this tracks for me. They love porridge. Porridge. They will abandon the house, though, if these gifts are referred to as payments. Oh, they must very not particular. Be they must be an exchange. Uh, they okay. might also leave if the owners misuse them, like abuse them. Yeah. They'll, they'll be out. Yeah, fair um, enough. Yeah. 
So they make they live in the house, but they where they actually like sleep. Their quarters yeah. are usually in small unused parts of the house, like the attic. Or a hole in the wall. A cupboard. A cupboard. So your house has like a million places for a brownie to live because you have a lot of weird little doors in here. Yes. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. My house seems to have been designed to be as efficient as possible. Anytime yeah, that there's to be was a brownie like house, a brownie hut. A void in the wall, they would have a door and like put a little storage there. So there's so Will's like a door that's like three inches <laughs> wide or something upstairs. Good news for uh big fat old me. There are plenty of places to hide brownies. I found more brownies. And porridge. Yeah, and porridge. And cream and honey. I mean, that sounds great. Wow, I could go for that. Porridge every, cream and honey. Every manor house butter. had one. And in the kitchen, close by the fire, a seat was left unoccupied specifically for them. Oh, wow. So they can put their little feeties up and get warm by the fire. <laughs> sounds very sweet. Doesn't this all sound very sweet? This all sounds nice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. We're getting to the point where one man called them like a devil or something. Okay. Though. All right. Now, Okay. There was a particular house on the River Tay, which was believed to have been haunted by one, and a room in the house was for centuries called Brownie's Room. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Don't go down by the River Tay. You might hear the sound of someone eating porridge in Brownie's Room. So here we go. In 1703, this is a long time ago. Yeah. John Brand, a minister of the Church of Scotland, wrote, this is a long quote, so bear with me. Okay. But it's worth it. Not about 40 or 50 years ago, every family had a brownie, or evil spirit, so-called. Oh, so he doesn't like brownies. He doesn't like brownies. That, you know, that's like how some people who are like very, very religious or kind of like evangelist people, it doesn't matter whether it's good or bad, they don't like some kind of otherworldly thing. True. It's unnatural. Exactly. Like there's yeah. only supposed to be one person who's otherworldly, and that's God. Yeah. If yeah. you're going to contribute to a church bake sale, mm-hmm. don't make brownies. Yeah. Uh, so these things served them to which they gave a sacrifice for his service as when they churned their milk, they took a part thereof and sprinkled every corner of the house with it for brownies use. (laughs) (laughs) They took a part of milk. Well, when they churn it, so it becomes butter, butter. right? So it's sprinkling butter in the corners. Just sounds like they're like, yeah, yeah, a brownie came by and ate it. It's just like their house is infested with mice. Oh my God. <laughs> Absolutely covered in mice. I don't know. Oh, they left little brown footprints. <laughs> um, likewise, when they brewed, making alcohol. Oh, okay. They had a stone, which they called brownie stain. Brownie stain. Oh, God. Got a few of those. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I was doing this research upstairs and I said, if I can manage to say brownie stain without laughing, Kristen will be the one to make a poop joke. Guaranteed. Of course. Of course. <laughs> I couldn't believe this Wikipedia. What do you take me for? This Wikipedia article was like gold to me. <laughs> brown gold? Brownie stain. <laughs> do, is this something called brown gold? Something, yeah. What the hell know. is it? Oil? Black gold? Yeah, I mean that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, but so stain, stain is S T A N E, which I think is probably like okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They said they have a stone. Yeah, that's called brownie stain. I'm guessing stain is stone. I don't know. (laughs) Old time, 1703. (laughs) Definitely going to be dumber after this, you're right, (laughs) because I don't even know the things I'm reading that I wrote. Yeah, (laughs) I wrote this all down. I imagine it's a copy and paste, right? I guess. yeah. Yeah. So in the brownie stain, there was a little hole into which they poured. Some wart. Okay. Now, this I did look up. It's liquid from the process of brewing that I think is eventually uh, going to turn into alcohol. Okay. Uh, for a sacrifice to brownie. 
Even that's funny. They also, For a sacrifice to Brownie. They also had some corn, which they called Brownie Stacks. <laughs> brownie Stacks. Brownie Stacks. This <laughs> corn. <laughs> I, I couldn't Why is it. that Brownie I know, Stacks? I know that this is the most juvenile joke to just be hammering, you know, one after another, but I swear. Look, William, we are who we are. Like I saw it. They know that. This is a show friends. about folklore. Yeah. It belongs here. We need to be the ones to yeah, discover look, it. Look, somebody has to tell these stories, and damn it, it'll be us. <laughs> yeah. There's probably no more appropriate creature for us to talk about than the brownie. What, what? with their brownie stains and brownie stacks? <laughs> it's insane. It's crazy. It's just crazy. <laughs> Brownie stacks, and it's but corn. also why? Come yeah, I'm about on. to say why is? Yeah, I know. Come on, it's like they were writing poop jokes before they yeah. knew that they could possibly be poop jokes. Yeah, these are just arcane poop poop jokes. Yeah. Um, why are why is corn a brownie thing? Like, why why does that belong to the brownies? I'm not sure. There, there was more to this. To be fair, like, this is, is do where... they think that brownies planted corn? No, this is where I maybe um got a little creative. This might be um hashtag. Fake news. Um, brownie folklore. Give me one second. It works. If you look, if you Google brownie folklore, you'll see this little picture, by the way. So um, I, I deliberately. What? Are the, what? What's, what's going on? You know, when you go to Google and then it'll have like commonly asked questions, like a whole yeah. bunch of them in case it can help. So you can just click on that and get your answer automatically. It said, who made the first brownie? <laughs> Who made the first brownie? Who made the first brownie? What's the what could possibly what the be the answer? Who cares this? about that? The first person. Danny Farmer, they're setting us up. The first person to put a recipe for brownies in a cookbook was Fanny Farmer. What's going on? What are they doing to us? What is going on? Oh boy. <sighs> that recipe contained no oh chocolate. Farmer had basically made what we today call a blondie. <laughs> What's going on? It's like she was fanny, well, so she had to make a brownie. Like, she had no choice. Yeah, basically. I mean, blondies are still brown. <sighs> you know? They're just, like, light brown. Oh, this is insane. Like a sable. <laughs> uh, what were the brownies originally called? Uh, originally, they were called rosebuds. Oh, I. I've oh, got, boy. I've got a rosebud for oh, you. boy, William. <laughs> hey. there. So, anyway. I ended that quote. Oh, my God. I ended that quote because it just kind of kept going, but also yeah. it allowed me to say corn brownie stacks. Brownie so here's stacks. the full line. They also had some stacks of corn, which they called brownie <laughs> stacks, which, though they were not bound with straw ropes or in any way fenced as other stacks used to be, yet the greatest storm of wind was not able to blow away straw from them. People talk weird in 1703. I don't know what this even means. Yeah, What's the say, focus I don't know what, of this sentence? I don't know what these words are. What's the point? So this is just telling you they had them. So this, I guess. this did not shed any more light than what I originally had. No, I don't know. Yeah, all you need to know is they had corn <laughs> and it was called brownie stacks. <laughs> anyway. So here's brownie where it's stacks. actually kind of like sweet. I okay. Think. Um, and I mean like. Precious. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Brownies seldom spoke with humans, but they held frequent and affectionate conversations with one another. Oh, it's nice. They had general assemblies as well, usually held on a remote rocky shore. That's very cool. Like a town hall meeting of tiny little brownies yeah, on exactly. it. That's very cool. Yeah. 
Has everyone had their porridge? <laughs> Hooray! All right. They're very similar. We're coming to the end, okay. by the way. They're very similar to another creature called a hob. Okay. Uh, which typically work outside. Ah, brownies are indoor, hobs are outside. That's okay. what I've come to understand. <laughs> if you give a hob a new set of clothing. Is that like if you give a mouse a cookie? No. If you give if a hob a clothing. Thing. If you give a hob a new set of clothing, they'll leave forever. Oh, so it's almost like in Harry Potter that the house elves, you give them a piece of clothing, they're out of there. House elves from Harry Potter, these uh-huh. little helpers that are in many like old rich wizarding homes and they work in the kitchen at Hogwarts, yeah. are based on brownies. Oh, that's cool. Hobbs. Cool. So I have this. This is from Wikipedia's page on brownies. Yeah. Uh, Dobby. Which was the really? house elf that uh, that's tried to save Harry Potter in the yeah. second book. Oh, okay. They are referencing actual Dobby. Well, <laughs> Dobby is used both for the house elf in Harry Potter and as a name for brownies in Yorkshire. Oh. Which are also that's called- That's cool. That makes sense. Mr. Dobbs uh-huh. in Sussex. Very respectful. Which means you could be like, good evening, Mr. Dobbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Would He's you like, like more? good evening. Would you like more honey and cream? Yeah. <laughs> Shut up and give me my stain. But what of the butter? It's time Um, for a brownie stain. (laughs) It is the midnight hour. (laughs) Well, that's very nice. Fetch me my brownie stack. Who called them devilish? That guy who said that like they're evil spirits. Oh, okay. You know, he said, like, most I guess I just forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Evil spirits as Oh, them. okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that yeah. one house on the River Tay is said to be haunted by them. Like, they sound nothing but but pleasant and enjoyable. They sound nice. Yeah. I guess they mean haunted as in just, like, they're there. Yeah. Can you like, imagine how hilarious it would be I haunt the local Rite Aid. Yeah, Because I exactly. hang out there all the yeah. time. Can you imagine how much you'd laugh if you had a brownie? I would love to have a brownie. Prepare the brownie stand. I'd be so hurt. <laughs> hey, any brownie stacks in there? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> anyway, that is the brownie. Both, you're both welcome, and I apologize yeah. for that one. I don't know what to tell you. But it does mean that in Look, the future. I'm did gonna, we laugh a lot? I think so. I'll work backwards from here. We've got brownies. We'll do goblins. We'll do mares. We'll do nightmares. Great. That great. will happen. I, I might need. Somebody to simplify the concept of a nightmare for yeah. me. I would like to know. Yeah, sure. But I was reading and I was like, "What do you want to know? Like, what's happening in your brain that creates a nightmare?" Yeah, or, I mean, I yeah. guess I got I got pretty much everything I wanted. Uh-huh. It's just not really enough for a topic. Yeah, maybe I'll just say it real quick. Yeah. So uh, nightmares seem like they happen decreasingly over the course of your life. Kids have them a lot, and they decrease over time by the that time you sense. get to adults. And um, a, a major way to combat having nightmares is to actually very similar, another Harry Potter thing, mm-hmm. the Boggart mm-hmm. of Harry Potter, where it presents to you your worst fear and then you think of a way to make it funny using the spell ridiculous. Yeah. So, for example, uh, 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 Neville Longbottom's afraid of Pro- Professor Snape. Mm-hmm. So one Professor Snape appears as a Boggart all menacing. He envisions his grandmother's weird old clothes with a vulture on top of the hat. And then, bam, that's on Professor Snape. Everybody laughs. Yeah. Laughter is this sort of nightmare creature's worst, uh, 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 you know, the, the way to nightmare. attack it. Yeah, nightmare. Uh-huh. And you fix the problem. A lot of psychologists, according to what I read at least, say 
uh, to consider what your recurring nightmare typically is uh-huh. and think of the way that you'd prefer for it to go correctly. Oh, that makes sense. So that, yeah. and if you repeat it to yourself almost as a mantra mm-hmm. and before you go to bed, like, oh, if I see this, here's how it has a positive outcome. Yeah. You are more likely to then have that sort of reflex to fix it in the dream. Yeah. I'll convert that's, this boggart into something more uh, toothless. That's very cool. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, and that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So that was, that was pretty much, and you know, other stuff where it's like they... Nightmares happen more if you're really stressed and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know. If, I'd like to know more, but I don't know if it's really for the show beyond that. Yeah. 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 Do you have any recurring nightmares now? No, I, I don't remember my dreams at all anymore. Oh, yeah. No. I don't have any recurring nightmares, but I do have nightmares sometimes. I I remember big nightmares from when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah, I don't really. Yeah, I don't really. Aside That's from good. like normal sort of stress dream. I haven't had this in a while, but like, yeah. Uh, we moved a couple of times when we were younger. Yeah. I've had the dream that it's my first day at a new school uh-huh. and I show up and I'm like, I had my schedule printed out <laughs> and now I don't know what room I'm supposed to go to or what time or anything. And I start panicking. Yeah. yeah. I have nightmares of that variety too. Like, um, but same kind of deal. Like, this doesn't apply to my everyday life anymore, but I still have dreams that I'm working at the salon and I'm working on a bunch of different people and I'm a late for all of them and I'm yeah. messing things up. That was a very cur- like regular dream when I was yeah. working in a salon. That sounds about right. And that job comes seemed up. like it was yes. spinning plates a lot. I think that that's the equivalent of other people having dreams about like, there's a test and I'm not prepared. Yeah, Mine yeah. is like, oh my God, I love Terry Reynolds in the sink while I have Dino Luther over there. Oh my God, their highlights are processing for too long. Yeah. Like I still have that dream. You've been washing Terry Reynolds in the sink? Is she like... <laughs> Like when you give a baby a bath in the kitchen sink. Like, you know, she'll be fine. Hey! She, she likes splashing in there. Help me. Yeah. Help me. I'll be right back, Miss Reynolds. Um, well, now that we know that brownies are helpful spirits, maybe this is a good way for all your nightmares. If you're afraid of having a nightmare, if you're stressed out about That's something. That's a great idea. Say, you know what? Brownie's going to come. They'll be helpful during your uh, salon nightmare. Yeah. And you're like, oh, how am I going to do all this? Yeah. I'll help you. Yeah. The, one of the brownies can wash Terry Reynolds' hair. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's a great idea for all of our listeners. Think Problem of brownies solved. at night helping to bring you nice dreams. Yeah. Newspaper headline. Yeah. Podcasters solve nightmares. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no more nightmares. They've been abolished. Ever again. Well, that's brownies. The end. All right. So that's brownies. This is Daniel Stern. Did you think I was joking before, guys? Because I wasn't. Tonight, <laughs> I'm telling you the story of Daniel Stern's scary honeymoon. <laughs> I'm so excited. Kristen sent me a picture to prepare, and I I was like, all right, just send me the picture, whatever, and I'll I'll start making stuff now. We typically don't tell each other our things, but I was yeah. like, I'll make images. Well, because I was going to, because it was for Mini Monster Madness right. is what this was supposed yeah, to yeah, be, yeah. and that would be fine to share beforehand. And I was like, yeah, here it is. And she just sent me like a headshot of Daniel Stern looking, you know, hilarious. Yeah. And Will was like, is that really what you want to use? And looking, I was like, yeah. Looking like he's about to crack a real good one-liner. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what he did was crack a real good story yeah. on celebrity ghost stories. Awesome. Season two. Awesome. I believe it was 2012. So I so I watched this episode not that long ago. Um my husband Ryan and I got a projector and it's been it's been great fun. Because then we bring the TV to whatever room we want to be in. Because yeah. you hook up the direct projector to the computer and it projects a big image onto the wall like a movie or something. Oh yeah. So 
we had brought the projector into our room because I wanted to watch celebrity ghost stories on YouTube while we lie in bed. Yeah. So um, I've since found that there are better sources than YouTube for them because what I, when I watched this, like they did a thing to get away with, I guess, like, I don't know, searching and copyright laws and yeah. everything. Yeah. It would be a picture of, well, not a picture. It would be celebrity ghost stories happening in like the bottom left third of the screen. And then just like, it looks like a weird computer background was the rest of the screen yeah, so that's that the image they, didn't take up the full screen. They'll do that. Sometimes they'll they'll speed up the footage mm-hmm. by like 0.5 so it sounds a little faster and yeah. a little high pitched. Yeah. Uh, it would be fun to trick people into watching this show yeah. by being like um, uh, uh, City Slickers 2 HD <laughs> dot AVI and upload that and the intro of City Slickers happens and then it's just us going welcome to Guide to the Unknown (laughs) and if it's this episode they're getting at least a little bit of what they want because it's about Daniel Stern yeah you get some Daniel Stern in there so then when I was researching to do this story I googled it rather than searching in YouTube and it seems like on like Vimeo or whatever there are episodes that look look perfect and aren't in a third of the screen why can't you find just the like proper where did this show air it aired on, I think, the biography channel or something. I think you had to pay for it on. Oh, you um, have to have cable. All right, so you're actively just being like, so I found it, whatever I could to pirate. Yeah. Free version. What'd you think I was? You thought I, I could know. watch it on TV, but I was using a YouTube version where there's a screensaver for no, most of the thing. No, it just occurred to me. It's funny that like you're describing how you saw it because the way you saw it is like not the, the, the proper legal channel. No, I don't think that an episode of Celebrity Ghost Rush from 2012 is on demand right now. Everything should be on demand. I don't understand why this should ever be a problem. To tell you the truth, it might be on demand. It just might not be free free on demand you know how you can like go on demand and you could keep scrolling to like the show's old Uh seasons and they're like expensive as hell for like one episode i still don't understand why you're describing all of this okay (laughs) it was a long time ago that i watched this okay and stuck in the mind all right so the the uh what is it called the statute of limitations this past (laughs) on watching celebrity i have no point i have no point as as to why i'm saying this it just seems like you're condemning yourself or you know damning yourself (laughs) I don't know why you would say this part. Oh, I know why I would say because I was thinking, what if people want to watch this? They and they can't. That's why I was saying it. Okay. My point was that don't go to the YouTube version. Just Google it and find like whatever version pops up. That was my point. <laughs> All right. So now you're trying to help people also. Yes, I did that with Paranormal <laughs> Witness, didn't I? Yes, I did. All right. All right. So I'm just. I don't want to talk about a show that I loved and then nobody knows how to watch it. it just occurs to me that the Law Dogs might be watching. <laughs> Well, hopefully if you're watching, you're a fan of the show and you're like, let me coast, baby. Yeah. So, okay. So Daniel Stern told this story that later seemed to have been disproven by the very people that he told it about. Really? Yes. That's awesome. Kind of. Well, kind of. I mean, basically. Okay. So this happened in 1980 and it was right after he got married. So he and his wife, Mrs. Stern, I don't know what her name is, decided to go to England for their honeymoon. And for the first half of their honeymoon, they stayed in a hotel and did normal touristy things. And then for the second half, they rented a car to drive through the English countryside and go to like cute little um, B&Bs and just explore basically. Um, and he said in the episode that, um, you know, it was like this tiny little car, basically, if you can even call it a car, uh, we had a bottle of scotch and some chocolates in the back. So that kept us going. What? That what? Yeah. A bottle of scotch was keeping you going while you're driving through the English countryside. Uncool, Stern. Why would he say that? I know. Well, it's a move out of your playbook to just announce your crimes (laughs) on a show. (laughs) <laughs> I, maybe he meant 
as they stopped, please. I don't know, but okay, still. That's very, don't do that, and that's no. weird to say and do. Yes, completely. Yeah. Um. So they were going to the moors to explore, and he's like, and I know about the moors. You know, it's like foggy, mysterious, and what he said was that he knows about the moors from Sherlock Holmes movies. No way. <laughs> I swear. Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> yep. So... <laughs> What's going on? So they're on their way to a B&B that they had booked. This story, Kristen, is marvelous. <laughs> <laughs> was he hairy? Was he- I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> So they're on the way to the B&B that they booked and they saw this really cute, charming little village. And they're like, you know, we're not in a big rush. Why don't we stop here for the afternoon? Maybe we could get a bite in the pub or whatever. So they stopped in this cute little, this little town. And he said that, um, that there was like a pub and a church in the center of the town square, but it wasn't like the other charming towns that they had stopped in. It gave him a cold, icky feeling. (laughs) So he's okay. What? I'm not oh, okay, I thought really you were, yeah, enjoying yeah. this. I got to say, like, for as many Marv jokes or whatever, you're like, we're getting yeah, about it being Daniel Stern a little bit. Yeah. It's funny. He was in so many movies that I enjoyed him in. I don't have any reason to laugh at this man. No, me neither. But I don't know. For some reason. It's, it's funny just, for some reason. It's just it, he, Maybe it's just like he's a funny guy as an yeah. actor, so he's making me happy even yeah. right now. I don't know. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, it's fine. No, that, I mean, when we were, when I was looking through episodes of Celebrity Ghost Stories to watch on YouTube, I saw Daniel Stern. I was like, oh, let's watch that one. I want to hear him tell me yeah. a scary story. I like him. I do too. Okay. So he said that there were about 30 or 40 people milling about in this small town. And he started to notice that they were all walking at about the same slowish pace. They weren't talking. Nobody was making eye contact, eye contact with him or each other, and every, everybody was dressed in black. And said that they looked like extras from a movie. Like he's that he said they looked like extras from Night of the Living Dead or something. Yeah. And they're he and his wife were just kind of like, huh. Um. And <clears throat> excuse me. He said that there was a woman who was standing by herself um, in front of the church that was in town square. So they went up to her because they figured they wouldn't be interrupting her doing anything. She at least wasn't walking with the other people or whatever for them to ask her a question. And he said that she was wearing all black with a veil, like a long veil. Um, and he needed to ask for directions to something. So he, they said, excuse me. And that when she turned around, it was like a horror movie. He said that. So this part, I was like, well, I mean, okay. So he said they turned around and she had lost all the color in her eyes. It was just a milky wash oh. is what he said, which Ew. could be like something wrong with this lady's eyes. Maybe. Yeah. But that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, like it's people not, have like, yeah, that's not fair. When some people go blind, don't they? You know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. know what that's called, but yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I, I understand, you know, I understand it's, it's creepy. I understand. But I was like, well, you know, yeah. this could be like a blind woman or something right. or, you know, whatever that problem comes from. I guess when you say she lost the color in her eyes, it makes it sound like she turned around and suddenly her eyes turned white. Yeah, no, no, no. He was saying that she turned around and she, she had lost it. Oh, she had already yes, yes, prior yes, to yes. anything, any yes. of this interaction. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Right. The way he's talking about it, I guess you guys want to look it up. The way he's talking about it in particular, so maybe I'm coming in with that. I was like, so she had something wrong with her eyes. He was like, she had lost all the color. It is funny. Do you remember <laughs> being a kid and and like knowing just like there were weird people? 
Oh, yeah. And, like, you'd be like, that person's scary. They're weird. And then, you know, kind of thankfully, you grow up and you realize, like, right. no, like people have, people, like, myriad issues that don't make them weird or creepy or scary. No. And it's just, like, we should have some, like, empathy for each other. Yeah. I kind of miss the vibe about being, like, there's that creepy guy down the street. I know. Because now you think about the creepy guy and you're like, that guy had some problems. It makes me feel bad. Yeah. But it's funny that Daniel Stern <laughs> seemingly never. <laughs> yeah. Guys, check it out. I want to see what you think. At least that was my impression both times watching it. I remember being, like. Daniel Stern, like, give this woman yeah. a break. So anyway, she turned around and it was like a horror movie because her eyes are <laughs> not like our eyes or whatever. It's a milky wash. Those are his words. <laughs> and he said that she started speaking in tongues. And he was like, no, I, I know what tongues sound like. I've seen him in movies or whatever. I don't know what. And um, so he said it was weird. And he said she looked and sounded possessed and it freaks them out. She was just like speaking in tongues. So they were like, Okay, ma'am, but thanks yeah. anyway. So they hightailed it back to their car. They were like, this is really weird and freaky. So they get in the car and almost instantly, well, may not almost instantly, but not not long after they get in the car, their tire blows out. And so they, it just blows out and they have a flat tire randomly. Yeah. And they're like, oh man, like they just left the town that they were like really wanting to get away from. And now they have a flat tire. And like they could still see the church steeple from where they are with the car and they're like, I want to go back to the town, that town for help. Like it's yeah. freaky. So he said that he decided to just like drive on the flat tire, just like on the rim, basically all the way to the Airbnb, which is like not crazy far away, but it probably would have been good to stop somewhere and get your tire fixed. And he said that he went in when he went in there and they were checking in everything. They were like, yeah, we, we stopped at this town. It was really weird. And they're like, Oh, Whittacombe, that's a haunted town. No, we don't go there. That's a ghost town. It's That's full awesome. of ghosts. Um, because there had been a fire in the main church. There was a crazy lightning storm, and the church caught on fire and burned everybody from within it. Oh, my God. So the people that you're seeing walking around Whittacombe are actually the ghosts from that fire. All of them. That So goes the story. Yeah. And so Daniel Stern is like, they're just all reliving this horrible incident in their lives. Like, they're in some sort of purgatory. Yeah. And like, we walked in there. And he was <laughs> like, you know, I had never been into scary stories, but now that I have this, whenever somebody tells me a story, I have to think, you know, I have a weird story of my own. Maybe theirs is true. <laughs> but then... <laughs> If you did, if that happened to you, by the way, yeah, you go somewhere and you and you're like, oh, I was just in Whitcomb or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was wandering through the Whitley Wood, yeah. Um, and they go like the Whitley Wood. No, <laughs> that's a ghost. A ghost. The ghost wood. <laughs> if you saw any people in there, there were ghosts. Would you be like, oh my god, those people I saw were ghosts? Would you be like, no, they were. <laughs> You're, you're mistaken. I mean, if they were that, <laughs> if they were that weird, I don't think I would automatically be like, oh my god, that's why they're weird. But I'd be like. That's very strange because all those people were walking at the same pace, dressed in black, not talking, and now you're telling me it's a ghost town. What the hell's going on? I'd go back to verify. I would. I'd I'm go sure back I would. to that town. It wasn't that far away. And I'd do Facebook Live. Yeah. <laughs> I'd show everyone the ghosts. <laughs> or it would just be a footage of me. Here's the thing, but here's the damn thing about ghosts. Yeah. I'd be like, uh, hey, everyone, it's me, Will. Love, <laughs> uh, like, subscribe. <laughs> and then I'd be like, look at all these ghosts. Like, I see, like, here's, like, that guy in, like, an old an old uh, uh, friar's hat or whatever, and I'd turn the camera and there'd be nothing there. And you wouldn't know if I'm lying. Yeah. Or if I'm seeing a ghost and it just doesn't show up on film. <laughs> right. right. That's true. Those damn ghosts. That's true. Damn. That's the thing. They sometimes don't want to be seen, Those so then you can't prove their existence. Those damn ghosts. Got me they again. They don't want to be seen by me or Michelle. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> so, 
Okay, so when I first watched the story, when Ryan and I are chilling in bed with the projector, illegally pirating celebrity ghost stories. Oh, yeah. Still on the high seas of the Pirate Bay. Hell yeah. That's right. <laughs> okay, so I was like, what? There's a, a ghost town that's all ghosts. I have to look this up for the show. And this was like, oh, I don't know, a while ago. Yeah. So I Googled Whittacombe on the Moors, whatever it, was, whatever it was called. I didn't find exactly what I had found that time. I found some sort of like, you know how there'll be um, websites that are like Reddit, but not Reddit. Just like weird yeah. message boards that you're like, huh, who posts on this? I've never heard of this before. Totally. There's a thread about that with people being like, how dare he say that? that story isn't even true. I live in Whittacombe and it's a thriving industrious town or whatever. And I was like, we are a proud people. Yeah. I was like, oh, man. So then um, I did a little bit more research, and I found the website of Whittacombe in the Moor, which is Whittacombe-in-the-moor.com. Awesome. Whittacombe is spelled W-I-D-E-C-O-M-B-E. Love it. So there is a page on the Whittacombe website. First of all, the top of it says Whittacombe Ghost Town. And then it's like, is Whittacombe a ghost town? So this page has not been edited since 2000, what is it? 14. Um, I have my iPad with me here to read it because it didn't show up right on my phone. It was too wide. So it was like not. Yeah, it's not you know, formatting correctly. Yeah. So it's post Daniel Stern's ghost story. Oh, this page is about Daniel Stern's ghost Kristen, story. Kristen, is there a chance that in the town of Whittacombe, yeah. There are photographs of Daniel yes. Stern in every single building, and it just says, this man Reje- is not welcome. This man is not our friend. Do not. Reject this man. Daniel Stern is no friend of Whittacombe in the morning. The local Hollywood video doesn't even carry his movies. <laughs> his, like, five movies. <laughs> so, the heading of this... This man's not welcome. <laughs> The heading of this is, is Whittacombe a ghost town? There have been a number of reports from the United States that Whittacombe is haunted and or is a ghost town. These stories have originated from a TV program described by one correspondent as follows. So then one person had written to Whittacombe the town and talked about the story that Daniel Stern told. So on this website, it says version one of ghost story. Then it says another version with another thing. So at first, when I first glanced at this, I was like, oh my God, did Daniel Stern tell the same story to me on two different programs and change the story? Like, is that where we're going here? No, it's just the same. This website is very weird. Okay. It's just the same story. Well, it's it's run by ghosts. Yes. From another another email. Yeah. It's like another version and it's the same story. And you're like, all right, okay, fine. (laughs) So, and then they actually, they link to a clip of Daniel Stern's piece on YouTube. Perhaps that's more sanctioned. It seems like Whittacombe in the Morse thinks it's okay. Or okay. you're all going to get locked up in the slammer together. Mm-hmm. You and a bunch of ghosts from mm-hmm. Whittacombe. But I'll have cool stories. That's true. Okay. So then I can't read the full replies that the secretary of Whittacombe in the Moor wrote to these people, but I will tell you that it starts with, Hello, America. I am replying to a series of emails that has been received here in Whittacombe from USA regarding a television program, spelled with the MME, that you have recently seen on your TV stations. And the capitalization is weird. (laughs) I write to you all in my capacity of secretary of our local history group. I shall reply to all the queries in one letter and send it to you all. (laughs) So then I'm obviously not going to read these, but it says like, Mark, blah, 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 blah. You know, like Winston, blah, blah, blah. Like writing back to each person. person. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it has some history of Whittacombe. And basically it says that the, the part that's cool is that they're saying that in the 15th century, superstitions were very rife. And basically everything good that happened was the work of the Lord and everything bad that happened or even everything that couldn't be totally understood was the work of Satan or the devil. And then this is how a legend grew. 
that the devil came to Whittacombe to claim the soul of a man who was playing cards in the back of the church. The devil, the devil tied his horse to one of the pinnacles, grasped the person, and in his haste to gallop away, forgot to untie the horse. This pulled the pinnacle over, resulting in it crashing through the roof. As he galloped away across Dartmoor, the four aces fell out of the sleeve of the card player and landed on the ground and turned into four fields. They are visible today in the shape of a heart, diamond, spade, and club. And so these are fields in the area. Awesome. So I think she's saying that it's just like there's some superstitions tied to the area. Yeah. And also in the 14th century, which was even before they're talking about superstitions kind of rearing their heads in the 15th century, it's true. The church did have a fire, but only like four people died in it. And so just, you know, there's a church fire, then things get super superstitious, like a century later, and this thing starts to kind of grow, basically. And also, it says, um, on Dartmoor, there are many ghost stories, the hairy hands, black dogs, specters, all mixed up with the legends, as I mentioned earlier. So saying, like, there are all kinds of legends here, and don't worry about the it. The hairy hands? I know. <laughs> Yours since or no, thank you for your interest in Whittacombe, and we would like to send you all season's greetings and all the best for 2011. That's the way oh. this long thing ends with re- referencing each person who wrote to them. Awesome. Yours sincerely, A.E. Beard, Honorable Secretary, Whittacombe His- History Group. Wow. So, William. Uh, it's awesome. It's right? awesome. I want it's to great. know, I guess it doesn't look like he ever had a rebuttal. I don't think so. I That's don't what I, so. I tried to look that up. It doesn't look like he ever responded to say that he was wrong right. or anything. Um, yeah. You know, he just had to let it go. He had his own experience. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. You'd think that for his ghost story, which is easily disprovable, he maybe would have been like, I believe the town was called this and just have it be some fabricated thing. Well, that maybe can never all be. this stuff happened. There are people in this town. Maybe the people in the next town who have a B and B are like, yeah, Whittacombe's haunted, either to like screw with tourists oh. or maybe drive business to their B and B. That's a very cynical view of it. Maybe all this stuff. I mean, you know, not that it was necessarily ghosts. <laughs> maybe is- this happened. Maybe he went and everybody was like really weird and slow that day. And then when he went to the B and B, that's what they told him. Like, I I don't because to, to tell you the truth, even though I'm reading this debunking, yeah. my point isn't that Daniel Stern has lied to us actually yeah, you're right. at that's, all. That's I don't funny. I don't feel that he's lied to us. I just feel that some something went awry somewhere and that it ended up not being quite the ghost town full of haunted residents that he was told it was. So that woman did just have some sort of a vision impairment. Right. <laughs> I don't know what you call that, but yeah. And this story is more about a neighboring town pranking Whittacombe. <laughs> After he's and his wife drunk drove all over the moors. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like Shelbyville to Springfield in The Simpsons where they just have this long-standing oh, yeah. rivalry. <laughs> Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I feel like the next t- town was called like Tanta or something Tanta. like that. So when Whittacombe plays Tanta, it like in like you know footy or whatever, they're just like footy. I I can't even see him. Can you, Bob? That's Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> I can see right through him. Can't you? Now they're they are just Canadian. That's oh, it's like playing against like a bunch of ghosts out here. It's definitely Canadian. Why can't I do British? <laughs> well, it's also, uh, yeah, I don't know. Let's say it's not British. I got mixed up because we were talking about Scotland before. Uh, yeah, I think originally I, I was going to try to do Scottish, and then I started to back off, and it came out Canadian. I can't even think of how do you, how do you speak British now. It's, I like can't do it. Or, I can only think of the Dr. Evil voice. I was trying to do Austin Powers. It won't even come out. What would they say in Harry Perhaps Potter? Perhaps the spirit is oh, with me. Oi, maybe that ghost town is not so good over there. This is, what is that? <laughs> 
I don't know. Oi, maybe that goes. That sounded uh, Australian. Weirdly enough, the only yeah, Harry Potter that. character I can think of is the Scottish one. <laughs> Seamus Finnegan? Bit of a nasty shock for her when he found out. That's Seamus Finnegan. I can't think of any of the British characters. What's going on? Dean Thomas. Well, he like never talks. Yeah. Um. Why am I only thinking of, of Corbin McLaggins or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> There's an evil spirit with us. We've been visiting. <laughs> Apparently. That's very Clearing strange. out all the Harry Potter Wait, names. Mr. Potter. Oh. There we go. Does that our help? Our new celebrity. That's British. Our new celebrity. I okay. can't even see who I'm playing football with. <laughs> the soccer kind, Mr. Potter. Windicombe is filled with ghosts. Way to come. Okay, we're done. All right. Uh, <laughs> that brings us to the end of another amazing episode yeah guide to the unknown totally probably really really the best yeah definitely um if you haven't already don't review us on itunes this week yeah maybe no <laughs> skip this. maybe no <laughs> skip this one for the iTunes maybe reviews. next week <laughs> we'll try again next week yeah yeah maybe don't judge us yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but do check out celebrity ghost stories yes for sure and home alone too yes and City Slickers, and the narrator to the Wonder Years. Yes. And also, check us out on social media. We are at GTTU Pod everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And then you can also join our private Facebook group by searching Guides the Unknown Podcast in Facebook. Yes, that's yeah. right. Yeah, everybody join the Facebook group. Yeah. Pretty much as soon as you request to join, we're going to hit approve. Yeah. I think the longest it ever took us was like 12 minutes or something <laughs> like that. So you can get in there. We've also gotten yeah. a lot of awesome emails from people that listen to and or watch the show yes. with their own horror stories. Yep. We are still planning to do a listener yep. stories episode mm -hmm. to come in the future. Yes, for sure. Um, you can also go to patreon.com slash GTTU pod mm -hmm. or just look up Guide to the Unknown in the Patreon app. Yeah, that'd be and, great. Uh, please consider uh, backing us. We've also gotten more backers. I was saying, thank you so so much to our new backers. We really, really appreciate it. So thank you. So yes. if you'd like to join their illustrious ranks, go to Patreon and do it. And you can just throw us a few bucks a month just to kind of say that you enjoy the show and you're glad that we put out a whole bunch of stuff for you to enjoy every month. Yes. Every week. Yes. Yeah. And one of the best ways that you can support us is by telling other people. If yes. We, if we made you sure. laugh in this episode mm -hmm. uh, and you think that this might be somebody else's cup of porridge. Yeah. And they look Talk like a about brownie it. to you. <laughs> right. Like, so I'm in a whole bunch of like scary stuff Facebook groups and people are always asking for podcast recommendations for spooky stuff. If you like the show, throw this name at when people are asking for recommendations of podcasts to listen to because yeah. that would be great. That would be awesome. Yeah. It's, it's really huge to us when people help share mm -hmm. uh, Guide to the Unknown. Spread the word yeah. a little bit um i also do want to say there's really neither here nor there sure but happy cinco de cuatro to everybody out there watching cinco de cuatro kristen that you ask is of course the celebration the bluths came up with on arrested development oh. which is the night before cinco de mayo right of course uh to celebrate cinco de cuatro netflix is releasing this is really this has nothing to do with anything I yeah yeah yeah. yeah uh they're releasing a remixed version of season four of arrested development yeah which famously like a lot of people were frustrated by because it jumps backward forward in time and each episode focuses on a single family member mm -hmm. the creator of the show mitchell Hurwitz, went through and recut the entire season yeah so that every family member is in every single episode and it all takes place chronologically yeah i'm curious about that i'm very excited about it yeah 
And uh, it got me looking back a little bit today when it was announced because uh, my buddy Bobby and I wrote an episode of Arrested Development when we were burgeoning young aspiring yep. writers and I reposted it online. Yes. So, yeah, it's um, really funny. Yeah. You can follow Kristen and me online and if mm-hmm. you do, you'll see this post. I'm at Haunted Sponge. Uh, really fun. It's been almost 10 years since I wrote it, which is wow. very weird. Yeah. The cover page says December 2009. Wow. Is yeah. when I wrote that episode. And in the post for that episode, we did a, an audio radio play version of the show once from uh-huh. an old podcast we used to do yep. called Studio Rejects, one of the earliest podcast appearances of Kristen. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. I totally forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, you play uh, Lucille. That's right. Yeah, yeah. The audio quality is bad. Yeah. Some of the editing is bad. Well. Some of the performances are bad. What are you going to do? Some of the script is bad. But Look. it's very fun. Yeah. So uh, please go check that out. At Haunted Sponge and uh, watch Arrested Development. Yeah, I'm, for sure. I'm really jonesing for it right now. Cool. Yeah. All right, sweet. And everybody can follow you as well. Yep. I'm at Chillin' Kristen. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so make sure you do that. Yep. And then come back and join us for another episode of Guide to the Unknown when we're going to be talking more about spooky stuff. That's right. Monsters. Uh, maybe it won't Mayhem. be quite as uh, brownies and Daniel Sternish. Perhaps not, but perhaps it will be. <laughs> it might be. Yeah. yeah you never know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But for that to happen, we must travel. That's right. Back to the netherworld, go away. Good night.